Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from a listener on Facebook who said, I think my nine-year-old is, quote, soiling the nest, unquote. Is it normal at his age to try to get me to hate him? Loved this question. Let's talk about what soiling the nest is. It is a psychological term that is usually applied to kids who are about to leave home. I just had a kid leave home and experienced a little bit of this phenomenon. Susan Stillman wrote an article for the Washington Post that explained the concept. I'm going to use her uh, explanation because it's a good one. Psychologists say graduating seniors may struggle with vulnerability and self-doubt about their readiness to fling themselves into the daunting unknowns of the next stage of life, but they can't directly confront their sadness about saying goodbye to the familiar knowns of childhood. How can they take flight in that case? Why not soil the nest on the way out, making it easier for us to bid them a good riddance and for them to leave. The more toxic and messy the nest is, the easier it is to transition to the next phase. Basically, it's this place sucks anyway. I don't want to be here anyway. This is a thing. This is real. Is your nine-year-old doing this is an interesting question. Well, is your nine-year-old taking a big step towards independence right now? Probably not because you're not mentioning that you're sending them to a military academy or anything. But maybe your child is facing changing classrooms, moving around to new teachers, a new school. If not, hey, he is heading back to school in an unending pandemic. There's a lot to be stressed about. As the school year, the impending school year nears, I often see increased irritability in the children that I live with. So yes, it's a thing. Is your child trying to make you hate him? It just feels that way. It's really him taking out his anxieties that are really about something else. And as frustrating as it is, if you can get curious about what's underneath the iceberg, as we like to say, what's really going on? What are they really upset about that they don't have the emotional maturity to say, hey, I'm really feeling a little anxious about the... uh, soccer tryouts next week and they're taking something out on you about the toast being burnt. It's really about something else. But what I wanted to focus on is this idea that your nine-year-old is doing this. Sounds like your eight-year-old wasn't doing this. And there's this sudden onset of really um, unlovable behavior that is seeking a certain reaction from you. And what is that about? There is a fascinating child development theory by Arnold Gissel that really applies here. So he worked 
100 years ago, early in the 20th century, he observed and documented patterns in the way children develop. And he found what he thought were very predictable sequences where a child would cycle back and forth in sort of a cyclical spiral, like a, you know, DNA helix that go back and forth from equilibrium to disequilibrium. Those are his words. That your child will alternate between smooth, calm behavior, equilibrium, with unsettled, uneven behavior, disequilibrium. That this cycling back and forth between those things, circling around at first very quickly, every six months, and then more like every year, and then more like every two years as they age. It happens. It's normal. They alternate. There's a series of books that explore this behavior where they sort of say six-year-olds are tame and seven-year-olds are a pain. It's not necessarily that simple because your child's real age and their developmental age don't necessarily match up. But I will say the Center for Parenting Education does say about nine-year-olds in particular, nine-year-olds, they say, seem to exhibit many worries and anxieties and become more demanding as they cycle once again into disequilibrium. I'll put that link in the show notes if you want to read more. So sounds like whether your child is nine or 11, when your kid is all of a sudden really acting up, really working your last nerve, they are in a period of disequilibrium. Your child's brain is sorting things. They're getting ready to take a big step forward. Like in little kids, a a two and a half year old that's being like a nightmare all of a sudden is probably about to take a huge step forward linguistically, and then we'll have the language to explain what they need, and then we won't throw tantrums in the same way. It's almost as if children need to take two steps back developmentally, this theory suggests, before they take a step forward. And then they're going to gain you know, new skills. They're getting ready. They're latent. They're going to explode and go into a new phase with much more equilibrium. It really helped me as my kids were growing up to be like, oh, this is the thing, right? They, they would kind of take turns. They would cycle back and forth between equilibrium and disequilibrium. I loved this chart so much. I put it in my book. When did I get like this? And I talked about this because it just really helped me. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. This is supposed to be happening. Yeah, I'm right. They weren't like this six months ago. And it's also true. They won't be like this six months from now. It doesn't mean that you don't ever push back and say, hey, I don't like that tone of voice. Hey, mister, you can do that. But try not to get locked in a battle of the wills with your difficult kid, because this will wane. Just like there was a sudden increase, it will suddenly go away. And this kid will walk into the kitchen and say, hey, mom, and you'll think like, what kid is this? And they've entered their period of equilibrium. At least that's what I wish for you. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. There's a million ways you can do that. You can email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. You can send us a message on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group at What Fresh Hellcast. You can send us a DM on Instagram. You can tweet us. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. 
My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.